Welcome to the City Life Podcast. I'm Tim Woody, the pastor of City Life Church in downtown Fort Worth. There is purpose for your life. There's a destiny you have yet to walk into, and there is hope regardless of what you're facing today. I encourage you to open your heart now to what God will be speaking to you over these next few minutes. Go ahead and get your Bibles open to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter number 1, verse 1. Joshua 1, 1, that's easy to remember. And then the second one is going to be just a few pages before that. It's Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 1. Joshua 1, 1 and Deuteronomy 31, 1. This is a new series that I started last week called The Time Is Now. Now, I talked about last week, it's as important that I recap a little bit, because last week I talked about a foundation for spiritual growth. Now hear me well, as what I'm sharing with you over these next few weeks, this is not, these are not like magic tricks or anything like that, but these things work if you are growing in the Lord. These things work if you are expanding yourself spiritually, if you are spiritually disciplined. So we start off with this uh, foundation for spiritual growth. We talked last week about a strategy that we needed. And, and, I, and I believe this, if you fail to plan your spiritual growth, then what's going to happen is you're actually planning to fail spiritually. You need a plan. So last year, last week, I encouraged you to develop a uh, personal uh, spiritual growth strategy, and it starts with four basic words. Now, if you have not yet done this, please go to the City Life app and tap on this image that you see that talks about your uh, your your 2024 growth plan. Tap on that image, and then it's going to take you to a little form to fill out. And and the, there are four spiritual growth elements that we need to engage with. And I strongly recommend that you put these into your life. Now, the four elements are this. Focus, fast, fellowship, and feast. Come on. We're going to say that with me. Put it up on the screen. Say it now. Focus, fast, fellowship, feast. Come on. Say it again. Focus, fast, fellowship, and feast. So uh, as I shared with you before, a lot of people are just waiting on God to do something, but the truth is God might be waiting on you. So this is for us to be proactive in our spiritual growth and and, uh, just to give you a brief explanation of what they are. Focus means to select your one word for the year that's going to help you remain focused for 2024. My word for the year is victory, and I've been reading and agreeing with many of yours if you've submitted them, so go ahead and get yours submitted as well. The second one is fast. That is to engage with abstaining from food at some capacity and be intentional about prayer. The third element is fellowship. That is to intentionally surround yourself with mature believers. Important. So that fellowship happens to some degree on a Sunday morning, but but it also happens in a deeper way when we get into connect groups. Say, connect groups are awesome. Come on, say it. Connect groups are awesome. Yeah, that's a powerful place for fellowship. And then the fourth element is to feast, and that is to continually feast on the Word of God, to consume it, and begin and continue a daily Bible reading plan. And in that form, I've given you several, uh, a couple of options for Bible reading plans, uh, some scriptures. There are other links in the form, so I encourage you to go ahead and follow through with that. So if you've not yet done so, do it, because I want to join my faith with yours. So with the foundation of 
spiritual growth in place, then we move on. We move on to this week, this week and my, my message in this series, today's message title is Now Means Now. Now means now. You see, we are... We, we have these enemies of our forward spiritual advancement. And today, you know, I'm going to address them. And we're going to talk about some biblical methods to remove these enemies. Fear and procrastination are two of the biggest ones. And they can become larger than life, especially when you see yourself at a point where some changes have to be made, where there are new challenges ahead, and, and you, you know that, that something different is right around the corner. Uh, you might be, be ready to like embark on a new role or possibly uh, you know, as a parent or a mentor or in leadership or in marriage or, or perhaps you've felt for a long time you need to take a bold new step in a relationship or your ministry, possibly in your career, but most definitely in your walk with God. Now, I, I, you, you know this as well as I do, that barriers like fear and procrastination, they will intimidate you when you get to that place where you need to take some steps forward. And, and we all know this. It's tempting just to stay comfortable with your status quo and to just uh, possibly even doubt that God has a plan for your life or doubt that God even cares about where you are and where you're going. But all of those feelings, those thoughts are the enemy of God working in your life the way that he wants to. So if you're really going to grow spiritually in Christ, you must get up and get moving. Get up and get moving. The time's now. Now is the time to move into action. The time is now to soar. I mean, the time is now to be healed. The time is now to punch the accelerator in your life. The time is now to receive what God has already given to you. God has already given you things and it's time to receive them. Now's the time to act on the orders that God has given you so you can experience the victory that it has for you, uh, so that you can experience his plans, so that you can receive his promises, so you can engage with his purposes. And Joshua chapter 1, verse 1, where your Bibles are tuned, turned to right now, that's one of the best places to begin for this, uh, this message today. And it's interesting because Joshua 1, 1 begins with the word that we're talking about, which is now, because today's message is now means now. So follow along with me, Joshua 1, 1, now it came to pass after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, my Moses, uh, Moses, my servant, is dead. So now, 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 arise, cross this Jordan, you and all your people, to the land which I'm giving to them, to the sons of Israel, every place on which the sole of your foot steps, I have given it to you, just as I spoke to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, as far as the great sea, toward the setting of the sun, will be your territory. No one will be able to oppose you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not desert you. 
or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law, that means the the Bible, which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so you may achieve success wherever you go. This book of the law, the Bible, shall not depart from your mouth. And even, even as I was saying, as I was reading this in preparation for the message today, that reminded me of how important it is that we declare, we speak the word of God. That's why we're doing that with Psalm 139 at the beginning of the service. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. And then, or then, you will make your way prosperous, and then you will achieve success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. All right, now, now the Bible, the Bible in the Old Testament, the scriptures say that it is given to us as, as types and shadows of what it means to be a believer. So we can apply these scriptures directly to our lives as well. And as you're reading through your Bible this year, and I know you guys are because you're feasting, you're doing the feast part, feasting on God's word, you get that to that first chapter of Joshua. When you get there, you're going to start off and you're going to see that word now, and hopefully you're going to remember this message. Because what God is saying to Joshua, he's saying, I want you to move forward regardless of the circumstances, and, they, and Moses had just died, and the people were in mourning over that. I want you to move forward in spite of that because there's a promise on the other side of this Jordan River. There are purposes for you to live out on the other side. See, God is saying to Joshua, Joshua, hey, I've gotten you this far. I've been with you. I've been helping you. And everything you have been through in the wilderness for the past 40 years, it's already been detailed in the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, you know, it comes right before Joshua. And again, as you read through the Bible this year, you're going to notice that Deuteronomy, it, it, it is a it is an encapsulation of sorts that outlines the history of Israel from the time that they leave Egypt until they get right up to the cusp of the promised land. And, and Deuteronomy goes through all the promises that God has for them and also reminds them of the good things God has done in their life, such as the splitting of the Red Sea, the daily manna from heaven, and the water coming out of the rock, and the mighty right hand of God that's been shown over and over and over in Joshua's life. And this truth is coming to us as well, not just to Joshua. So I think every one of us can have our Deuteronomy moment. We need to look back at the mighty hand of God. We need to have our own Deuteronomy where we glance back and we see the trials, the tribulations and the obstacles, the challenges, the, the, the pain and the difficulties, but also the, how the word of God has come to us, how the word of God has gotten into us, and how the word of God has shaped us and changed us and brought us through. And we'll see 
And if you kind of have that Deuteronomy moment in your life where you look back, you'll see how God has carried you through things of the past to get you to where you are right now. And what God is saying is God, God's saying, hey, I, I want to show you all of that from your past. And we've done some of that this morning, a little reflecting on what God's done in the past, even through our praise and worship. But I want you to look back at that and then turn the page to Joshua 1, and, and, and I'm going to call you now to procure and to take what I've already given you. You see that in Joshua. It's already given to him. So now is the time, church, to move forward. Move forward into the provision, the promises, and the purposes that God has for you. And, and that's waiting for you on the other side of your Jordan. And God's saying, now, Joshua, not later. It's not time to sit and to soak and to sour on the wrong side of the Jordan. God is saying to, to, to Joshua, the time is now to move out of the wilderness season that you've been in and to no longer accept the things that are not the way that I told you that they would be. God is saying to you, as well. I know what I told you, and now is the time to act on it. Remember, in verse 3, we read just a moment ago, Joshua 1, 3 says, every place on which the sole of your foot steps, I have given it to you. He is speaking in past tense, although they've not yet taken it. You see? There's a promise on the other side of this obstacle that you might be facing. For Joshua, the obstacle was the Jordan River. But you cannot allow that obstacle to keep you frozen in your tracks. There's a promise to lay hold of on the other side of the river. The, the, the past is the past is the past. And the time is now for you to experience the provision, the purposes, and the promises that God has for you. Now is the time. And that's exactly what, uh, what God was speaking to Joshua. That's exactly where Joshua was at that moment. Again, Joshua 1.1, it says this. Now it came to pass, excuse me, now it came after the, the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua. Important. What did God speak to what did God speak to Joshua? What did he say? Well, he's saying the time is now for you to experience the power of God for yourself. The time is now for you to arise and step into it. You see, all through Deuteronomy, what was happening is it was Moses that was hearing from God. It was Moses who was fellowshipping with God face to face. It was Moses who was receiving the Ten Commandments. It was Moses who received revelation from God. It was Moses who was operating in the power of God. But in a moment, all of that was changed. It's no longer Moses that God's speaking to. Now it's Joshua. And hear me well, God is speaking directly and personally to you. As you're engaging with this uh, personal spiritual growth strategy that we've put out there in this new year, what's happening already is your ears are becoming more and more attuned to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I believe God is speaking to you today. Even Jesus said this to his disciples. Uh, in the book of John, John chapter 16, verse 7, uh, he, he's, he's telling his disciples, it's really to your advantage that I leave. 
The reason is if I'm gone, then I'll send the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will be everywhere. He's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. He's going to fill you. He's going to speak to you. He's going to direct you. He is going to convict you and so much more because wherever you are, the Holy Spirit will be there. And that Holy Spirit is here right now. In fact, if you're a believer, he is in you because you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) And he's prompting you to arise now. And he's giving you specific instructions on how to take action because the Holy Spirit understands your circumstances. And he understands what you're going through. And he will help you to build that into your own spiritual growth strategy. Remember the four-point spiritual growth strategy. Focus, fast, fellowship, feast. And you're going to hear it, you're going to see it, and you're going to experience the voice and the power of God on a new level as you are following your spiritual growth strategy. And today I challenge you that there is no more time for procrastination. No more time for living in fear and, and quit talking yourself out of that step you know you need to take. You need to take a step. When, when I was a kid... Uh, you know, in, in a sense, your parents are kind of like the Holy Spirit. I, I was raised in a, in a good godly home, and my parents are kind of like the Holy Spirit for me. They, they were the ones who convicted me one way or another or convinced me or spoke to me, and I, I learned to listen to the voice of God inside of me later. But, but I was thinking back on this. It was the summer of 1977, and I was living in Hastings, Nebraska, and I remember my dad, he sat down, the 12-year-old version of Tim Woody. I was, was, I was known to some as Timmy Woody at the time, but I thought, you know, when I turn 12, I'm no longer Timmy. I'm going to be Tim. And so I was sitting there with my dad. My dad sat me down, and <clears throat> he said, Tim, son, now's the time. I'll never forget it. Now is the time for you to get a job. That's right. That's it. I mean, that was a big step for a 12-year-old. But my eyes were big, and he says, now is the time where you're going to learn some responsibility. You're going to learn how to earn wages. You see, there was this newspaper in our town that was delivered in the afternoons, and it was called the Hastings Daily Tribune. And uh, so I signed up to be what they called it in those days, a paper boy. Yeah, I did. And the responsibility was this. I had to ride my ugly green, and it was an ugly bike, my ugly green bicycle. It was ugly because I bought it for $5, uh, and and I learned how to care for that thing. I learned how to lube up the, the, the chain and keep it on, and I learned how to fix those flats. I learned all the details of, of the maintenance of, of, uh, of bicycles. So I, I did that, and, but I had to ride that ugly green bicycle from my house over to the Hastings Daily Tribune building in downtown Hastings, Nebraska. And I would have to, I have to pick up my newspapers around 3.30 p.m. every afternoon. And so I would go them, go there, and they had these little places where you could fold your newspapers. So I would fold them there, and I would put the rubber band on them, and I would begin to put them into, these, into this huge bag. It was a double bag, and that bag would sit on the front of my handlebars, and I could ride my bike. And it was difficult riding your bike with all those newspapers, but I would ride my bike with those newspapers and deliver them up and down the streets of my neighborhood. Now, I did that all summer long. But it was time for school, seventh grade. 
put the paper out, continued. Dad said, you're going to keep working your job. So every day, right after school, I, as soon as I got home, I got my bike and I went straight over to the Hastings Daily Tribune office and I picked up those papers. I worked my job. And when that Nebraska winter came, let me tell you, it's a little different than winters here in Texas. It would get cold, 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 cold. In fact, they would even, they would even sell us as paper boys at the newspaper office. They would sell us these hand warmers to keep our hands from freezing. They would give us tips on how to avoid frostbite. This is for 12-year-olds. Yeah, we were doing it. Here's how to not get frostbite. Here's how to survive in the cold. Here's what to do if you get stranded. Yep, we, we learned it all. And when it snowed, I just wouldn't deliver those papers. No, actually, that's not true. I had to deliver those papers. So I'd be out there on my bike, and some people didn't scoop the snow off their sidewalks. I did not have good feelings in my heart toward those people because that meant I have to get off the bike, push it on the street, and get back on it at another place. But I still got out, and I worked my paper out. And I worked this job for over a year until we moved. And what I learned in that experience was powerful. It's this. When each day happens around 3.30 p.m., there is no time for excuses. There is no time for procrastination. There is no time for fear of the cold or the snow. And I'll tell you, it involved sacrifice for that little 12-year-old kid. I no longer had the freedom to come home and hang out with all my friends in the neighborhood. But it all started out with my dad saying, The time is now, Tim. You're going to work and you're going to earn money. You're not going to procrastinate. And 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 he said this. He says, Tim, this is going to make you tough. And it did. I overcame my fears and I conquered and I was rewarded. I was rewarded because I had a checking account. What other 12-year-old in town has a checkbook and a checking account? And I have plenty of spending money. And when my mom tried to get me to, 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 to buy Plain Pockets jeans at, uh, at JCPenney, which were not cool, just to let you know, but they were, that's what was in the family budget, I was able to exceed that and get something that had a little bit of style on it, you know? See, think of it this way, though. When we all get to heaven, we are going to be rewarded on what we did with what God said to us. It's how we responded. It's how we took action. It's how we stepped out in faith. That's going to be our reward. Not by like, well, I have these thoughts of what I'm going to do. I I have these ideas of what God, uh, of, of how I'm going to obey God. But I don't know, there's fear and procrastination. No, now is the time to step out in faith. Your eternal reward is contingent upon it. And that's the truth. See, you've got to begin to crash through your obstacles. And those obstacles, they could be physical, spiritual, emotional, and you've got to, in a sense, cross that Jordan River of your own and engage God's provisions, God's promises, and his purpose. Now, now the word of God, it came to Joshua, and the word of God was, rise up now, Joshua 1, 2, and cross that Jordan River. The word of God is coming to you guys as well. Rise up now and get moving. No excuses, no procrastination, no fear. I don't know where you are on any of this, where you are emotionally and mentally with any of this, but the time is now. And now means 
what? Now. <laughs> God, God has you where you are for a reason. You're in your situation for a reason. And what he's saying to you is I want you to trust me. And if you trust God, you absolutely must be ready to adapt to some changes. And those changes are going to, things will look different. But he's saying, arise now and go with the boldness that I will give you through the Holy Spirit. And you cannot procrastinate and expect God to bless your half-hearted efforts. The time is now to follow God. And if you're afraid, I'll tell you this much. He will give you his hand. He'll put his right hand on yours. And he is going to help you. And he's going to lead you forward. So I challenge you to take ownership of your faith. Now, so questions for you. What's preventing you from boldly walking into God's provision, his promises, and his purposes? What is it? What's the barrier? Okay, now identify it. I probably already mentioned it in this sermon. And then through the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in you and that is speaking to you, whatever those barriers are, whatever it is, remove it. Walk through it. In fact, the way they crossed the Jordan River was different than the Red Sea. It was different from the other miracles. You see, the priests had to carry the Ark of the Covenant, which was the presence of God. They carried it into the water and their feet got wet and they were moving forward into this like, is this what's going to happen to this river? Well, what happened is the river dried up as they were there. And, and as the Ark of the Covenant was before them, which is the presence of God, and the presence of God is before you, ahead of you, when you begin taking those steps, he is already making the way. But you got to take the steps. The presence of God didn't move on its own. It had to be carried into the middle of that river. Then, under the power of the Holy Spirit, those, whatever those barriers are, you're going to overcome them. If it's a spiritual barrier, you're, you're going to cast it out. You're going to soar over it. You're going to demolish it, and you're going to stop just thinking about it and begin to take ownership of your faith and deal with those barriers, and you're going to focus. You're going to fast. You're going to fellowship. You're going to feast, and the time is now. So, have you taken responsibility for your personal spiritual growth? And please don't say, well, I'm still thinking about it because that is the trick of the enemy. Stop thinking and start doing. What are you doing to grow spiritually? Because as you're growing spiritually, you, then you're able to apply everything that I talked about to you today. So what's your strategy? Are you struggling with fear? Well, then you need to punch fear in the face. face and you do it with faith. You take ownership of your faith and rise up every single day with a personal charge on your life that you will make an advance and you will walk forward with God even if it's a tiny step. Is there some, someone, is there a person who's distracting you from following God, from your spiritual disciplines, from obeying God? Well, this might mean that you need to curtail a relationship or possibly even end a relationship, a friendship or a partnership, or maybe there's some mutually held agreement, but you need to move forward out of that. Now is the time to take action. And now means now. Here's what I'd like to do now. I'd like for you to look in Deuteronomy chapter 31. As I wrap up today, I want us to look at what Moses said. So right before Moses died, 
I want you to hear what he said about moving forward. And then I want you to take this. I want you to apply this to your life. How is God speaking this to you? What is God saying to you even as I read this? Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 1. So Moses went out and spoke these words to all of Israel. And he said to them, I am 120 years old today. It was very likely his birthday. I am no longer able to go out and come in. And the Lord has told me, you shall not cross this Jordan. It is the Lord your God who is going to cross ahead of you. Hear that? He himself will destroy the nations that are before you. And you shall dispossess them. Joshua is the one who's going to cross ahead of you, just as the Lord has spoken. And the Lord will do to them, just as he did to Shehan and Og, the kings of the Amorites, and to their land, which he destroyed them, when he destroyed them. And the Lord will turn them over to you. And you will do to them, so you take action as well, in accordance with all the commandments that I have commanded you. In other words, you know the word, you can obey it, and then when you do the word, God is going before you, that's when things begin to ignite. The Lord will turn them over to you and you will do to them in accordance with all the commandments I've commanded you. That's good. So he says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or in dread of them. For the Lord your God is the one who is going with you. Okay, so it said he was going before you, but he's also going with you. How cool is that? He will not desert you, church. He will not abandon you. And Moses called Joshua to him in the sight of all Israel. He said, be strong and courageous, for you will go with these people into the land, which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you will give it to them as an inheritance. And the Lord is the one who is going ahead of you. I mean, it's like he said this over and over and over. And sometimes that's what it takes for us. We've got to hear it over and over and over. In other words, Moses is saying, do you get this? The Lord is the one who is going ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not desert you or abandon you. Do not fear and do not be dismayed. So can, can you take that and apply that to where you are right now? In fact, I challenge you to do that now. And now means now. Because you are ready, you are willing, and you are able by faith through the power of the Holy Spirit to demolish those barriers and to move forward now. So my big question for you is, what are you going to do with what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you in this moment right now? And he's saying something a little different to every single person. So I'm going to ask us to pray. I'm going to ask us for God's help, God's wisdom, and God's power. Please pray with me, Lord. I pray with my brothers and sisters who are here with me. And I pray, God, that you will give us the boldness to take steps of faith and to trust you to trust you with our lives, to trust you with our next steps. I pray, God, that spiritual growth strategies will remain central in our lives and that we will trust the word of God and we will trust the counsel of godly people in our lives. 
And I pray, God, that that we will be willing to do something new and something fresh uh, so that we can grow spiritually. God, I pray that we will be wise and that we will commit to following you, obeying you, wherever you lead. And God, I pray that you will give us the wisdom to only listen to trusted, mature believers, both inside and outside of this church, who are going to encourage us and to who will help us to take bold steps of faith and to walk in your provision and your promises and your purposes for this year. I pray this in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Everyone said, amen, amen. If you're watching on the online community, I'm gonna go ahead and say goodbye. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to the City Life Church podcast. I would love for you to attend one of our worship services right here in downtown Fort Worth. So if you'd like more information, simply go to citylifefw.org. God bless.